The Islanders open up the preseason with two losses to local rivals, and we have the latest on Richard Panic's future, and it won't be with the New York Islanders. All this and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss. It was so good to see the Islanders back on the ice the last couple of games, and yet, boy, it sort of had some deja vu all over again feelings, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question about something we discussed, a comment, maybe a, a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, the Twitter address LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout training camp, the preseason, and yeah, regular season hockey just about two weeks away. So lots to look forward to here for Islander fans. Now, first of all, again, want to wish everyone who celebrated the holiday the last couple of days uh, a happy and a healthy new year. Uh, great to be back live with everybody and to do a live show. Let's talk a little bit about those first two preseason games. Sunday night against the Rangers. No, excuse me. Monday night against the Rangers. Tuesday night against the New Jersey Devils. Both games ending in 4-1 to one defeats for the New York Islanders. And both games, you know, had their disappointing aspects, and both games had things that we can sort of look forward to or or anticipate. So, again, it is preseason. You're not going to sit here and say, oh my, uh, the sky is falling because the Islanders played shaky hockey in parts of two preseason games. You know what? Half the players in these games are not going to be on the Islanders once the season starts. These line combinations, very experimental at this point. 
And just overall, you know, this is not what we're going to see once the regular season starts. That being said, there are some takeaways you have, both positive and negative. And, you know, let's face it, this was a disappointing start when you lose both games by a score of 4-1. to one. And let's get started with uh, one thing, the goaltending. Uh, in the game against the Rangers, so we'll start with that game. Simeon Varlamov kind of struggling this half a game that he played. And, you know, what he basically said is, physically, I felt good, but at the same time, feeling a little rusty. First game, what could I say? I gave up four goals. I'm not very happy about it, of course. Some moments I can play better, but it is what it is. And realistically, I think, you know, that's a fair assessment. And look, last year, Varley missed the preseason, missed most of training camp, didn't play until the season was, you know, six games, I believe it was, in, and then he was the backup, and then he played, and then COVID hit the whole team. So, you know, Varley had a rough start to the season, started to play better in the second half once he got into the groove. Am I worried that a goalie doesn't look as sharp in his first preseason game when nobody has played in game conditions since mid-April? No. But I do want to see a better performance from Simeon Varlamov, obviously, before all is said and done. Let's talk a little bit about a positive. And definitely one of the positives uh, is Robin Sallow. He scored the only goal for the Islanders against the Rangers. And, you know, Sallow is battling for that sixth spot. Uh, on the third pair, most likely playing opposite Scott Mayfield. And, you know, the, the, the big advantage that you have for Sallow is that he can give you probably a little bit more offensively than either Ajo uh, on the one hand and, and then Dennis Chalowski who is more of a, of a defensive-oriented guy than Salo or Ajo? The goal, you know, nice little shot from the point, kind of a little bit of a screen. Uh, always good to see. But, you know, overall, getting the only goal, definitely a positive. And, you know, for the Islanders, I think overall... Salo probably had a good overall game, and that's encouraging. Alexander Romanov also making his debut, and, well, it was sort of a good news, bad news, as far as I could see. Uh, he certainly showed he is ready, willing, and able to throw the body around, but at the same time, you know, there were points where he missed uh, when he tried to to uh, make a hit. One play by Keandre Miller, I think, comes to mind more than anything. Here's part of the bottom line. He was on ice for three of the four goals by the Rangers in that first game. And, 
you know, Romanov and Dobson, they got to learn to to play with each other and get their timing down. Romanov was on the ice for over 20 minutes. He was out there on the penalty kill. But uh, again, he's got to get used to his teammates. He's got to be stronger out there. And he's got to get uh, the job done a little bit more consistently from a defensive standpoint. One other thing that really was disappointing, though, special teams. And again, you, you go back and look at it. The Islanders give up a power play goal. They give up a shorthanded goal. And they don't score at all. Go 0 for 4 on the power play. So the power play is a minus 1 when you give up a shorty. The uh, penalty kill gives up one. You lose the game by three goals, two of them on special teams. That is not what you want to see. And yet again, uh, the thing you sort of come back to after the game, Lane Lambert basically saying, you know, we haven't practiced the power play yet through the first four or five days of training camp. Well, you know, I'm not a professional hockey coach, but why not? Uh, why wait until after the first two preseason games to be on the ice practicing your special teams? I want to see them do more of that. We know they finish strong on special teams, but we've got new assistant coaches running the power play and the penalty kill. We've got new personnel out there. I want to see a little bit more uh, from the penalty kill and especially from the power play. We didn't get it in really either of these first two preseason games. We've got more observations on both the game against the Rangers and the game against the Devils. We'll have that plus more on Richard Panic and one of your email questions. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you could find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every (coughs) Every sport out there, it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, and now preseason hockey. You can head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So, again, the uh, game against the Devils last night. A 4-1 to one loss once again. And again, only one goal. This one, at least the Islanders scored first as opposed to last. And it was Nikita Sashnikov, one of the recent uh, acquisitions, who got the goal. So I'll take that as something encouraging. William Dufour getting the only assist. And it's good to see Dufour out there doing his thing. Uh, again, Islanders, 0 for 5 on the power play. You can't have that. Uh, you, you're now 0 for 9 on your first power play uh, to, in your first two games. That is just not going to get the job done. And 
you know, Ilya Sorokin giving up three goals out of the four for the Islanders. The last goal given up, of course, by Corey Schneider. But again, you know, you're not looking at this so much as wins and losses as much as, you know, how was the defense overall? Did they space well? Did they play the kind of game that you sort of would hope for them to play? I, I think, you know, Atu Ratu was out there. He played almost 20 minutes uh, in this game. You had a nice mix of experienced players and younger guys. You had Fashing and McLean and Dufour out there along with Ratu. And then you had more of the veterans. Uh, on defense, Chalowski, Hegelson, and Ledoux. So you had three inexperienced guys. Aho sort of in the middle, Pelic and Pulak uh, out there as well. And again, overall, Schneider looking solid, giving up only one goal on nine shots. Sorokin giving up three in 12 shots, both of them playing roughly half the game. But look, the penalty kill was better, killed off all three, but that power play really has to pick up. And the giveaways, Islanders... Six giveaways they were credited with in this game, while the Devils were only credited with one. And realistically, you got to do better than that. You just need to do better than that to overall get the job done. And again, am I at all worried that the Islanders are 0-2 after two preseason games? Absolutely not. It doesn't affect me in any particular way whatsoever, but I want to see them play better. I want to see individual players go out and play better, and I think, you know, they have until now, they have like three, four days before their next game against the Flyers. Let's see what combinations they have. I'm sure a few players will get sent back to their junior team or to the AHL roster before the next preseason game, but I want to see what they come out with and how that goes uh, between now and then. And please, let's work on the special teams a little bit more because it's got to be better than what we saw in those first two games. A little bit of news now. The Islanders announcing on Monday that veteran forward Richard Panic will be reassigned, although they will not yet say where. He was not on the training camp roster And a lot of speculation going on that, yeah, okay, uh, what are they going to do with Panic? Well, Panic now going to be reassigned. He will not be with the Islanders organization. And I think this is sort of a win-win. He wasn't going to be on the big club, mostly for salary cap reasons. You reassign him now, whether he goes back and signs in Europe or whether he finds uh, another NHL organization to play for, whether at the NHL or AHL level, at least now you give him a chance to catch on somewhere else when you know he's not going to be part of the Islanders organization, even at Bridgeport right now. The way they have acquired additional depth and added to the situation, it, it really doesn't make sense to keep him around. He didn't come up last year. He wasn't going to come up because of the cap hit, and all of a sudden, Richard Panic, uh, basically not going to be part of the Islanders organization this year. Uh, he has 521 career NHL games, uh, played briefly with the Islanders, you know, during the COVID scare, even got 
uh, an assist on the first Islanders goal at UBS Arena on November 20th, which was scored by Brock Nelson. But uh, that's it. So no more Richard Panic as part of the Islanders organization. Wanted to get to an email, Ryan from Bethpage, asking, who do you think would win if the Islanders and Rangers were to meet in the first or second round of the playoffs this year, and what would it mean to the franchise? Ryan, first of all, thank you for the question. I'm sorry I had to delay answering it until now, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm back doing live shows, so I can do that now. Uh, you know, I would have to say that it would be a dogfight. Um would the Rangers be favored in that series? Most likely. Again, the season hasn't started. We don't know where it's coming out. But based on where the two teams finished last year, based on the fact that the Islanders only had one major addition, and that was uh, Alexander Romanov, you know, I, I think the Rangers would be favored. But again, the style of hockey that the Islanders play, that playoff style of hockey, I think would give the Rangers some fits, and I think it would be entirely possible that the Islanders could take the series to seven games or even win it in six. Uh, but again, uh, what, what would it mean to the franchise? Well, let's put it this way. The Rangers and the Islanders met in the playoffs in 1975, 1979, 1981-82, 83-84, met again in 1990 and in 1994. They haven't met since. That is 28 years. As someone who remembers all of those series very, very well and very, very fondly because it was some of the best hockey I've ever seen in my life and it is one of the inspirational reasons why I wrote my book Ice Wars, it would mean a lot to this franchise. It would create buzz in the New York metropolitan area for hockey that really hasn't been there in quite the same way since 1994, which is also the last time either the Rangers or the Islanders were in the uh, cup final. Well, wait, no, the Rangers made it once more, but uh, against the Kings. But realistically, the amount of buzz, the intensity of the rivalry those two teams meeting in the playoffs would mean a lot for hockey in the New York area. It would be good for both franchises, and I think it would mean a lot. So, Ryan from Beth Page, thank you so much for the question. Uh, greatly appreciated, and I uh, hope that answers it for you. We have got more to get to on today's show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, a fourth-line winger who I think really struggled by riding the shuttle to and from Bridgeport more than any player in the late 2000s, early 2010s. We'll talk about that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And tomorrow, <clears throat> Thursday will be the 45th birthday of former Islanders winger Jonathan Sim. John Sim, originally drafted by the Dallas Stars in the third round back in 1996, had a couple of 50-goal seasons for the Sarnia Sting as a, a junior player and went over 100 points in 1995-96, made his NHL debut in 98-99 with the Dallas Stars, 
then went on to play for Nashville, L.A., Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Florida, Atlanta, and joined the Islanders in 2007. 2008, stayed with the Islanders through the 2010-2011 season, and then finished his career in Europe and the AHL. Sim played in 469 career NHL games, 75 goals, 139 points, 340, uh, 314, excuse me, penalty minutes. Played in 15 playoff games in his NHL career. Uh, but none of those were with the New York Islanders. He had one goal and six penalty minutes in those games. And his best year with the Islanders, uh, 2009-2010, 13 goals, 22 points in 77 games. Sim, more of a checker and a two-way forward than a big goal scorer. He never did have a 20-goal season in the NHL, but he was gritty and gave you that sandpaper to the game that coaches love and teammates appreciate. And, you know, for one year, he was taking the ferry back and forth from Bridgeport. He would literally get called up to the Islanders, play a game or two, go back to Bridgeport, usually for the weekend to play a game or two there, come back up for the Tuesday game as an Islander and go. I mean, he was on that shuttle unbelievably over and over again, and I felt for him that year. Always a nice guy as far as interviews go, and John Sim, uh, just, you know, a solid all-around two-way hockey player. We go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander. We take you to January 6, 2010 at the Pepsi Center in Denver. Uh, Islanders visiting the Avalanche. Craig Anderson, the goalie for the Avs. Dwayne Rolison in between the pipes for your New York Islanders. And early in the game, Andy Sutton, the Islanders defenseman, heads off for interference. And the Avs take advantage. Chris Stewart, his 13th from J John Michael Leals. And Milan Hayduke, it's one to nothing uh, in favor of the Avs, just two minutes, 48 seconds into the game. But the Islanders answer late in the period. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, John Sim gets his seventh of the year. Rob Shrimp and Josh Bailey with the assists at 18-10. We are tied at one after the first period of action. In the second period, the Islanders' power play goes to work. John Michael Leals off for holding. And Rob Shrimp pots his third. Franz Nielsen and Mark Streit the assists. Two to one Islanders after 40 minutes. In the third, the Avs tie it midway through the period. Matt Hendricks, his fifth from Brandon Yip and Chris Durno. And that made it a two to two game, but with a little more than three minutes left, Kyle Oposo, his seventh from Andrew McDonald and Mark Streit. Time of the goal, 16-43. Islanders win it by a score of three to two. And Dwayne Rolison with 30 saves. Islanders out shoot the Avs 35-32. to For John Sim, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he has a goal at even strength, three shots on goal, and he was on the ice for 10 minutes and 44 seconds. So again, uh, we're a day early here, but happy 45th birthday to former Islanders winger John Sim. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So, love to hear what you think after two preseason games. Again, I'm not panicking. Um, 
If I asked you what the Islanders' record was in the preseason last year, how many of you off the top of your head could answer that? Uh, if you think about it, what you do in six preseason games has minimal effect on what you do in 82 regular season games. What you're looking for is to see hints that some of these young players can handle playing in an NHL game. You try to establish chemistry between certain players to see what line combinations might be effective. You work on your power play. You work on your penalty kill. You get your goalie's timing back. All of these things are necessary, but at the end of the day, what you're really hoping for is just to get your guys ready for the season. And I'll tell you, if the Islanders go 0-6, I won't be happy about that, but I won't lose any sleep over it. If they start the regular season 0-6, that's a completely different ball game. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You could stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Love to hear some of your thoughts about the first two preseason games. And uh, as always, great to hear from you, and and we will uh, discuss some of those questions if you send them to us uh, via email or via comments on YouTube, uh, because it's always great to hear from you and talk about what is on your mind. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!